Porn Free Radio, Episode 48, Home Alone Syndrome. Welcome to Porn Free Radio. This is the podcast where motivated guys who want to quit looking at porn, get hope, and take action. Even if you feel lost right now or out of control, you can recover and live a meaningful life, free from shame and full of love. Now here's your host, recovered porn addict and podcaster, Matt Dobschutz. Hello and welcome to this episode of Porn Free Radio. This is the podcast for guys who want to live 100% porn free. In this episode, I'm talking about something I call home alone syndrome. And this is when guys are doing great and they're being porn free and they're doing all the things they need to do. And they're confronted with alone, unaccountable time and bang, they're right back down the rabbit hole. So we're going to talk about this pattern. We're going to talk about what, what it's like when we're home alone and no one can see us and what happens and what we can do in that moment to make different choices. But first, I want to talk to you about sprint coaching As you know, this summer I started working with guys one-on-one and it has been a blast. And if you've considered coaching, here's five things you need to know. It's the fastest way to get a plan in place. We will get your plan off the ground. We will go from thinking about being porn-free to being porn-free within one session. It's super convenient There's nothing more convenient than us scheduling a time that works for both of us and me calling you. You don't have to go to a group. You don't have to drive to a different town. You don't have to go get on some therapist's waiting list. It's super convenient. It works around your schedule. And it's consistent. We meet weekly. Now, it's an investment. It's paid coaching. This isn't a free ride. And I'm going to hold you accountable. And by putting uh, your money into it and investing, it's going to actually uh, provide more motivation for you to really stick to things, to really do what you want to do. And it's designed to be short-term. This isn't a long-term agreement. This isn't something we're going to do for 10 years. Okay, so... What's the good news? I have some open slots. Now, based on the way some of my other clients are falling out in terms of uh, scheduling time, there's a couple of spots midweek. So, and it's, it's at lunchtime. So if you're a guy who's a nine to fiver and you can get away for an hour, 40 minutes during lunch, let's get on a call. Let's schedule it. Let's book you. Let's get you midweek meeting once a week talking about your porn-free plan. Also, I have a couple of slots available on Thursday nights. And so that's Thursday night central time. So whatever that works out for you, whatever region you're in, just look at Thursday night central and see if that works in your schedule. So if you're interested, I, I told you before to send me an email, but here, I want to make it even easier for you. If, if you are interested, go to recoveredman.com slash coach. And what that will do is it'll take you to a short application that you can fill out 
that will immediately get you in the process. It'll get you in the mindset of what do you want from coaching and it will send it directly to me. I'll give you a call. We'll schedule a time and then we can get going from there. So do that. Go to recoveredman.com slash coach and fill out that application and let's get started. It's the fastest way to get a plan in place. Okay, so let's get right into this episode. Now, I've noticed a pattern uh, with some of the guys I'm coaching, and I know this for my own self. It's this pattern of when we're home alone, when we have opportunity, there's something in us that overrides all our good intentions, all our planning, all our spiritual centeredness that we might have, and we're immediately going right back down the rabbit hole to porn. And it's almost like we could be doing great all week long, and the moment we have opportunity, we can't help but act out. We can't help but go to the porn. So what is going on here? What is this home alone syndrome, as I've now deemed it. I didn't find anything in some of the books I've read about what this is called, but it's so common among us guys who struggle with porn that I I just feel like I have to name it. So I'm calling it home alone syndrome. So what do we, how, how did it get there? What is it and how do we deal with it? So this is the thing. And, you know, I just want to explain it one more time. I'm sure everyone gets it, but it's, this is the thing when we come home to an empty house or we have some time where no one's really keeping track of us and we immediately think of how we can act out. We either jump on our phone, we hit the computer, we go to our favorite site, whatever it is, within seconds of realizing that we're alone and that we're unaccountable, we can jump back into porn. Now, This pattern probably started when we were young. Now, if you think back to your teenage days when, you know, your whole life is structured around, you know, your parents being around or being at school, there's a lot of structure, a lot of external structure in your life. So what would happen is, is as we started to experiment or we found pornography or we got kind of hooked on masturbation, what would happen is we got into this adolescent pattern of acting out in any free moment that we had. If we had 10 minutes in the shower, boom, time to masturbate. If we had a few minutes before bed when no one was looking, pull out the magazine, masturbate, right? We got used to this pattern of, of getting, you know, and of course, we're full of hormones and teenage stuff. We got used to this pattern of in secret acting out the moment we had any opportunity. Now, the problem is, as we got older, we didn't come out of this. We still saw any alone time, any opportunity as just that opportunity to act out. Now, coupled by the fact that as we got older, we started feeling more shame about what was going on. We weren't in control. Things were unmanageable. And we found good reasons to stay hidden. For example, if you're in a marriage and this would upset your wife, well, of course, we don't want to tell her about it. We don't want to bring her into this pattern 
Um, or what if we're at work? You know, we don't, it's not like we want to go to the system administrator at work and say, hey, I'm really having a problem on my lunch break. In some ways, we became uh, predisposed to hiding. And so with hiddenness comes this habit. So it, it, it's a trigger in a sense. We've talked a lot about triggers in the last few weeks, but it's a trigger. When we're alone, we have this feeling like we're, we're, that no one can see us and we go right to the habit of acting out. And that pattern has been so ingrained in us, we almost feel helpless to it. And that's exactly what a habit is. Uh, uh, By definition, it's something that happens almost without any sort of conscious knowledge. So alone time comes, opportunity comes, boom, we're acting out, right? And, you know, it's a habit just like our porn addiction, just like we're drawn to the porn just like we're drawn to you know, illicit images and things like that, the pattern of acting out when alone is the same kind of thing. It's a, it's a pattern where our desire just gets kicks in the moment that we're triggered. So what's going on? What are the things that we're believing uh, in that moment subconsciously? I've come up with three things that we kind of operate on. So think about this as this is sort of your default setting when you're alone, when you're confronted with this home alone syndrome. Here's the three things that happen. One, we believe the lie that nobody can see us and nobody, so nobody loves us. All right. Nobody can see me. So nobody loves me. It, it's this thing that we get in our head that when we're off disconnected, we, we have this message that plays that we're not in relationship or that we're not being affirmed. And now this can be a very powerful lie that we believe. And so what happens a lot of times is the loneliness triggers this lie that nobody can see me, so nobody loves me. And what that leads to is sort of a hopelessness. We don't feel connected to others. And so we feel like, why, why bother fighting? Let's just, let's just make ourselves feel better. Okay? So that's one thing we, we can be prone to believe. Another thing is, is, is like the Vegas. This is like the Vegas syndrome. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. We think... And we rationalize that what people can't see doesn't have any consequences for us. So we, we kind of believe that when we're alone and we're isolated, when we're cut off, when we're disconnected, that just about anything we do has no consequence. It doesn't have consequence on us. It doesn't have a consequences on anybody else in our life. Okay. Now, couple of that with what I just said about nobody can see me, so nobody loves us. So it's like, We have this feeling like we can't be seen, that we're not loved, and then we think that anything we do doesn't have any consequence. That is like putting uh, dynamite with gasoline. You know, a feeling of not being loved, and then a feeling like anything I do doesn't have any effect. I mean, it's awful. That's an awful combination. And that's what happens 
in Home Alone Syndrome. Now, a third thing that we believe in this pattern is that this will somehow ease our aloneness. Like this will somehow provide us more connection or this will somehow make us feel better. And what it does is it does have a temporal effect. I mean, it kind of numbs us. It, we have orgasm. We have the release after looking at porn. But it doesn't ultimately satisfy. It keeps us disconnected. It keeps us in the shame spiral. It keeps us from pushing into relationship. And so that takes us right back to the feeling of nobody sees us, nobody loves us. And the whole thing of whatever I do in secret doesn't have any consequence. So because it doesn't ease aloneness, it actually intensifies it. And when we have intensified feelings of aloneness, we stay in the pattern. And that's why uh, a one-time act can easily turn into a binge weekend if we have this pattern going on. So what do we do about it, guys? What do we do? Well, here's three things you can do when you face home alone syndrome. And this isn't rocket science, but it is a little bit rewiring our triggers and bringing awareness into these patterns. Okay, so the first thing is you need to stay connected when you're alone. Okay, because this will break through the idea that nobody can see you. So nobody loves you. Now, how do you stay connected when you're alone? Well, here's the great news, guys. We have incredible tools now that can keep us connected all the time. Whether it's getting on uh, Google Chat, whether it's getting on Facebook. And now Facebook might be a trigger for some, but for some it might be a lifeline. Or whether it's text. I mean, that same cell phone and smartphone that can cause you to go down the rabbit hole towards porn can also be your life preserver. It can be the thing that you grab onto as you're starting to go under the waves. Now, how do you do this? You send a text. Send a text as simple as, hey, I'm having a tough time right now. I got home. My wife is out for the night. And this is what's going on. This is what I'm thinking about doing. This is what I'm thinking about. These are the lies I'm believing. You can just do that. You can put that actually in a text. You can actually put a text out there that says, hey, I'm committed to not looking at porn right now, but I'm feeling weak. How are you doing? And I guarantee if you send that to enough people, you'll get a response. Someone will get that text. They'll feel some sense of camaraderie or empathy or Maybe they'll feel sorry for you, whatever, and they'll text you back. And all you have to do is wait. And it doesn't take that long. I mean, text is fast. And you can tell on yourself, you know, send an email to someone, call someone's voicemail. I know people don't pick up their cell phones as much as they used to, but leave a long message about what you're thinking, about what's going on. Bring someone else into this feeling. And speak out whatever truth you feel. I feel like I want to act out right now. I feel that I'm alone and, and I, I, want to, I feel entitled. I feel like I want to look at X or Y. You can bring somebody in. 
stay connected. You can tell on yourself. Tell, bring someone else into your thinking. Okay, one of the reasons we're isolated is people don't know what we're thinking because we hide it. We've become really good at covering. So just bring them in. Hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. And, you know, ask them how they're doing. You know, take the focus off yourself. You know, maybe there's someone in your life who you could reach out to and they would be blessed by you uh, being interested in what's going on in their lives. So stay connected when you're, even when you're alone. Now, the second thing that you can do is remind yourself of the consequences. And the way to easily do this is to take a couple minutes, and you could do this right now. I want you to say, these are the consequences. Write this on a piece of paper. These are the consequences that happen when I look at porn. And just take about five minutes and write them. Write everything possible. One, you feel shame. Two, you, you feel crappy about your, you know, your life as a husband. Three, you have to tell your pastor. Four, you, know, you are going to have to do something differently with your, your internet accountability partner. Four, five, you're going to have to cancel your cable package. I don't know. Whatever the consequences are, write them down. Okay, and try to really think these are all the things that legitimately happen when I binge or when I relapse. Okay, now as you write those down, try to summarize them. Try to think of three or four things on that list. Try to circle things that are common themes. And when you come home alone the next time, Go to that piece of paper. Remind yourself of this is what happens when I follow this habit of home alone syndrome. When I go down the rabbit hole tied to being this idea that when I'm alone, there's no consequences. What are the consequences? Remind yourself of them. All right, the third thing that you can do when you're faced with home alone syndrome, is embracing aloneness. Now, this is going to feel really counterintuitive because everything in your body is going to want to go towards the porn. It's going to want to try to ease the aloneness through covering it with porn and through masturbation and acting out. But what does it mean to embrace the aloneness? Okay, This is getting in touch with what you're feeling. This is getting in touch with what it means to be alone. So I'll give you a great example. Instead of getting on your computer the moment your wife is out of the house, get out of the house. Go for a walk. Okay? And this is going to feel really stupid at first, especially if you don't have a habit of walking or running. But just go for a walk. And I'm, I'm talking about almost an uncomfortable walk. Go for like an hour. Okay, no one walks for an hour, but go for an hour-long walk. Don't take headphones. Don't take your smartphone. Just be. Just be on the walk. Be with yourself, okay? Now, Thomas Merton, I'm going to paraphrase this idea that he has, but he says something like this. By means of distraction, a man 
can avoid his own company 24 hours a day. Okay, he says, by means of distraction, a man can avoid his own company 24 hours a day. Now, this is something that we get really good at, especially when we're in porn addiction. We get good at distracting ourselves. We don't want to feel our emotions. We don't want to feel stress from work. We don't want to feel stress from our marriage or family. So what do we do? We cover it with porn. So one of the ways to embrace aloneness is to take yourself out on a walk and just let the thoughts come. Let whatever is there come to the surface. Don't try to suppress it. Don't try to cover it. Just feel it. Okay? Push into the discomfort. And it is discomfort. We are used to trying to distract ourselves. We don't want to feel our pain. We don't want to feel our stress. We don't want to feel our anxiety. But give yourself over to that and let yourself feel. Push into the aloneness. Now, there might be other things that you can do when you're alone that that don't run from aloneness, you know? Like, I'll, I'll tell you something I did the other day. I was feeling kind of alone. I was home alone working and I went to lunch and I was done eating lunch and I was like, I don't want to go back home. I'm not ready to go back home. What can I do that's not acting out, but something that will give me some time to just stay in this place? So you know what I did? I jumped on a golf course by my house. Now it felt a little stupid. I don't like playing golf alone. I don't like going to movies alone. I don't like generally doing a lot of things alone, but I got on the golf course and I didn't have headphones and I just played golf and, you know, I made some putts and whatever, but there was something about it when I was done, I felt okay. Like I was okay in my own skin. I was okay with the aloneness. And so give yourself that opportunity. And there might be some other things you can do. Think about what do you like to do alone? Are there any activities that are life-giving that you can do alone? And do those things. I have a, um, a client who likes watching hockey. And so he had some unaccountable time recently. And he set aside some time to watch hockey. Now, it might seem a little crazy, but it kept him from acting out. And... You can do that. What are things that you can do that don't, um, uh, that are healthy where you can embrace aloneness? What are things you can do for yourself? What are self-care things that you can do when you're alone to really remind yourself that you're worthy of love and that you're okay? You're okay to be alone. You don't have to avoid. You don't have to numb. So I mentioned uh, going for the walk and I mentioned uh, um, texting someone, you know, to tell on yourself. Now, I created a guide a few weeks ago and I, I talked about it in my temptation episodes, but it's called Break in Case of Emergency. And it's a 10 exercise guide that you can do when you're tempted. And it really fits well with this home alone syndrome. A lot of times when we're home alone, this is the perfect time 
uh, to, to do a temptation exercise. And many of these exercises involve embracing the aloneness or breaking through and staying connected. So I recommend, you know, if you're struggling with this home alone syndrome, get that guide. And so whenever you experience temptation, you can pull this document open, do one of these exercises and put it in action. It's designed to sit on your desktop or on your phone. And it's pretty simple. It's, it's a really simple thing that you can do in the moment of temptation uh, to jolt you back to safety. So if you're interested in this, go to recoveredman.com slash 911. That's recoveredman.com slash 911. It can really help uh, when you're struggling with home alone syndrome. So that's about it for this week. Uh, next week, I'm going to dig into some of the important questions that have been coming in from you, the listener. Uh, two, I want to mention. One is, why did I act out after being 30 days porn free? The, the person who wrote was really questioning what's going on if you have a good streak and all of a sudden you relapse. What is the why did that happen? So we're going to get into that. Another question that came from a partner, actually a wife who listens, what can a wife do to confront a porn addicted husband? And I'm going to dig into that. I'm going to try to give some really good thoughts about what partners can do both to help their husbands, but also to help themselves as they deal with a partner who's addicted to porn. And I want to invite you, I'm going to record this episode uh, in a few days, but I want to invite you uh, to ask or send a question this week to Matt at Porn Free Radio. And I'm going to try to add some more questions to this episode so that I can get through five or six good questions. So please send me your questions. And if you've sent me a question in the past that I didn't really address, or maybe we traded emails you know, send it to me again, matt at pornfreeradio.com. Please include your first name. And if there's anything you need to keep private, please give me a heads up. As you know, I like to read emails. I like to answer questions. I like to share things about stuff that are that, that's going on for guys in our community. But I don't want to break your confidentiality. I don't want to call you out by name if you have a, a really unique name and it would be embarrassing um, so just let me know what needs to stay private. But if you have a good question that I can answer for the entire uh, community, I would love to. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of Porn Free Radio. Thanks for spending this time. And let's dig in next week with those questions. If you'd like to comment on this episode or get the show notes, please go to pornfreeradio.com slash 48. That's pornfreeradio.com slash 48. All right, guys, until next time, I want you to take hope and take action. Thanks for listening to Porn Free Radio at pornfreeradio.com. To connect with Matt, send email to matt at pornfreeradio.com. 
and help us get the word out by subscribing to Porn Free Radio on iTunes and leaving a rating and review. 